the finals, we were playing Grand Rapids. I believe it was the second year. And we, you know, we, of course, we, we don't have any flights. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember Howard and the Lightning got together and they, they organized a charter. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, because we just bust out, bust out to Grand Rapids. And it's a, it's a long haul out there. <laughs> and we, we had a quick game and then a day off and then a game. And we, we, you know, we chartered that one out there. And I know the guys were, were ultimately that the, the series didn't go our way in the end. But I think it was just a huge commitment to show how, how passionate and how, how much they wanted to win. To do something like that for the organization was, was fantastic. But Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli. This is Crunch Chronicles. Episode 30 of the show this week. And we are so excited to be with you once again. As we did last week, kind of step away from the ice just a little bit again this week. Last week, of course, we had Syracuse Crunch owner Howard Dolgan on. We appreciate his time as always and hope you enjoyed that conversation a week ago as we got the backstory once again of how the Crunch came to be. We heard that from Vance Lederman a couple of months ago, but Howard providing some extra details and some fun nuggets along the way as well. So this week we stay within the front office and the hockey executive side of things and we talked to Syracuse Crunch General Manager Stacy Roost. Now we do talk with Stacy quite a bit during the course of a season and on broadcasts and whatnot. So for this conversation here on Crunch Chronicles this week, we wanted to go a little bit away from the current Crunch team. And yes, we'll touch on that a little bit coming up here on the show. But for the most part, it's a conversation about Stacy himself and his backstory and how he ended up here in the Lightning organization and with the Crunch and, and what it's been like to be a general manager for the Crunch for the last couple of years. His growth and his, his trajectory in the Lightning organization has been uh, pretty uh, fun to watch and be a part of, seeing him go from a scout to a director of player development to now an assistant general manager for the Lightning and also the Crunch's general manager. And he's got a pretty solid team here in Syracuse at the moment. And we touch on that. We touch on his time with the Crunch here uh, from the executive side of things and what Syracuse has meant to the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's all coming up here on episode 30 of Crunch Chronicles with Syracuse Crunch general manager. Manager, Stacy Roost. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show here. Um, yeah, busy time of year, obviously getting ready for the NHL trade deadline, and uh, you know, lots of teams to watch, lots of games to watch, and and uh, you know, heading down to Tampa for the last uh, three, four days leading up to the deadline. Then I was actually with Tampa on the Western Swing up in uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Seattle. So. It was good, and uh, yeah, we're happy with the way everything worked out at the deadline, and uh, obviously lost some. Some uh, when you get good players, you have to give up some good players and prospects, and and uh, seeing Joe and and Boris and Raddy, uh, you know, wish them the best of luck, and been with them for a long time, and 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 after right after the draft and working with them for the last uh, number of years. So, but no, we're excited, and we're looking forward to you know the, the stretch drive here in Tampa, and uh, hopefully another good uh, playoff run. Yeah, we'll 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 touch on what's going on with the Lightning in a moment, but you kind of got there already. So let's let's talk about those three who you just mentioned. Uh, you know, from from what you've done with this organization for so long, director of player development for ex- an extended period there, and we're working hands on with these guys. Like you said, as soon as they're drafted, you you really get a chance to to know them and and see them grow and develop. 
I know it's a business and, and you're looking to improve your team, but you know, it, it's got to be painful in, in that sense when you see someone who you've seen grow and develop over the years here in Syracuse and in juniors as well. To, to it, It's great for them that they get the opportunity, but what's it like for you just on a personal side to see to see those players, they're obviously, they have value, they brought value to the organization and they bring value back, but to see those guys leave has got to hurt in one sense as well. Yeah, it is, it is hard because like you said, you're, you're basically at the draft. You're at the draft, you meet them, you, you introduce yourself and you start that relationship, whether you know whether it's setting them up a summer training or, or develop, right to development camp and you get to get to know those players really well and know them as players and probably more, more, more as people yeah. off the ice and away from the ice because you spend a lot of time with them in their junior days and like I said, at training camps and development camps, but it's uh, it's a business. That's part of the game. Good thing is they're all they're all going to good spots and they'll get good opportunity and and they're great people. So it's uh, it's fun to watch them, you know, grow and have success and and then you know ultimately help us win a couple cups with their with their uh, you know where they were in their organization. So yeah, very happy for them. Sad to see them go, but uh, you know they'll they'll get good opportunity and they'll be they'll be just fine. Yeah, it it is. Uh, it's been fun to see them from my perspective. You see them every day here in Syracuse for a couple of years, and it's always great to see them make that jump up to the NHL and hopefully the uh, the opportunities continue where, where they go but uh, it is always tough to see them leave but they're part of 75 players who have uh, who have graduated over the years uh, from Syracuse to Tampa Bay but you know the Lightning are they're in again for a, another uh, hopeful playoff run here what, what's the sense of this group now the deadline has passed uh, it's clearly a team that is, knows how to win when it when it matters. What, what's the the feel like for for the group down in Tampa Bay? Well, I think we're we're excited. You know, uh, a little bit of a, a, a lull right now. With uh, we had big long road trip up there, a couple week road trip. So it's uh, you know a little bit of a grueling grinding schedule. But I think we're you know we'll, we'll be fine here heading down the stretch. And I think uh, you know with the deals we made at the deadline, you know I think we're we're, we're excited for for another good run. So hopefully uh, everybody stays healthy and we can finish strong and, and uh, heading into the playoffs on a, on a good note and and I know everybody's excited to, to make another push and we, we feel we have the team to you know set up the right way to do it. I know everyone in Syracuse will be watching along as that begins here in, a, in just over a month or so and talking about the crunch and in Syracuse it's it's the same type of stretch run for this team a little bit more of a playoff race here in the North Division of the AHL what a crazy division it is and, and an ultra competitive division it's very exciting but the crunch are playing well right now what's the, your sense of where the crunch are at is uh, the final 17 games of the season get ready here down the stretch. Yeah, I'm really happy with where where the team is. I think we've been had a little bit up and down, uh, you know, not result wise, I guess, for a couple of weeks there. But I think uh, you know, right before Christmas there, with losing that many games with COVID and then Christmas break and then you know plugging them all back in, into the schedule, we did get the the season extended by one week. But I think it's uh, you know it's going to be a grind here down the stretch. But really happy with the way. You know, getting healthier and the, the team's playing well. Coaches got a, done a good job getting it prepared, and you know it is a little bit tougher playing the same opponents. Mostly for for you know every weekend you're playing one of them, but hopefully, you know, hopefully we stay healthy here as well. I li- really like the way we played uh, you know last night against Cleveland, and it was a really you know good solid 60, 60 minute effort. So hopefully we can have more more games like that. But uh, yeah, I think we're we're set up well here, so we'll see how it goes down the stretch. Yeah, we'll we'll dive into some of the the guys who we uh, we always like to talk about. The, the young prospects a little bit later on but it is a playoff run and we know the Lightning uh, always value having a, a playoff run for this team in the AHL and, and get that experience you learn by winning and, 
and everything like that. But just to be in these types of games for the last already, you know, month or so where every game has been so important, what do you think that has done for, for this group and, and for the prospects here in Syracuse to play these meaningful games already and then down the stretch as well? Yeah, like you said, almost every night's a playoff game right now heading in just to try to get in there. So I think, uh, you know, guys are responding well. Guys are getting good minutes. And, and like I said, we've had some guys out of the lineup, some veteran guys out of the lineup with injuries. So it, it pushes your younger players, more inexperienced players up the lineup, which is which is good for them. They can, and I like the way they've handled it. They've stepped up with some more minutes and maybe a little more power or power play or penalty kill time. And, and they've they've handled it well. And uh, we've, we feel we have a good veteran leadership group here that, that helped the young guys along and and uh you know the goaltenders are 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 playing well now so it's uh yeah very like you said tight checking you know intense games that uh, that mean a lot just to even get in the playoffs or put ourselves in a spot to make the playoffs and i think uh you know, I'm, I'm really happy with the, the effort and, and the focus and, and the results. Yeah, as we talked today, you couldn't get any closer between second and sixth place. It basically changes each and every day in the North Division, so i uh, got to keep an eye on that every day. We'll circle back to what the Crunch are doing uh, these days a little bit later on, but let's talk about you, Stacey. We, we always have you on the, on the broadcast. We're always talking about everyone else. Let's talk about you a little <laughs> bit here on Crunch Chronicles, and uh, you're Crunch GM now. Uh, you've been here for a couple of years in terms of, of that position, but let's take you back to when you to join the organization. Organization, uh, almost a decade ago now. What, what was you know what was the path and what led you to to where you are today? Well, I was, I was fortunate enough to uh, you know play professional hockey for 17 years and and uh, got to meet a lot of people and, and, and play with a lot of you know guys that are were in the business. You know, once I was still playing and and, and once I retired, um, I was fortunate enough to play in Detroit with Steve Eiserman and and uh, he'd reach out to me and ask me if I'd be interested in doing anything in, in hockey. So basically, I uh, you know started my first year part-time scouting out west because my I had some, my, my kids were still quite young and my wife was just getting into her own interior design business and we wanted to set up shop in, in Vernon, British Columbia and started part-time and then at uh, January I got promoted to the uh, um, director of player development so I held that job for I think it was nine years and then uh, um, obviously, Steve was stepped down as a GM, and Julian took over, and then he went to Detroit, and and then Julian was you know working closely with him for player development a lot with Syracuse, and then uh, promoted me to the uh, assistant GM, and then general, general manager of the Syracuse Crunch. So uh, yeah, it's kind of all happened pretty quick, and it's 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 I think it's 10, 11 years now. So it's uh, been a lot of fun. I, I I absolutely love it. It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of a lot of grinding. It's a lot of you know meeting people and and. and and now a little bit more uh, uh, tougher decisions, I guess, to say, you know, with with uh, running the crunch. And, and, and but I think it's uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I love the city of Syracuse. I love coming here and seeing the fan support and working with the organization. And we think we have a, you know, the development team we have, it's a good setup. And we we really pride ourselves in, you know, in developing NHL players and, and making the players better and, and giving them everything they have to uh you know, to whatever whatever they need to be successful to get to the next level, and I think uh, you know Steve's done a great did a great job with that, and Julian's doing a great job with the, you know we value you know development and and uh, you know obviously winning winning and developing at uh, at this level, and I think it's worked out for us, and, and you know we're looking forward to this team right here with our with our young guys and our veteran guys, and then the in the two or three years the other you know more prospects that are coming in, we we feel we have. Uh, you know, a number of, of, of high-end prospects coming. So, yeah, we're, it's very exciting, and I'm very fortunate to, uh, like I said, having played for 17 years and then, you know, being fortunate enough to stay in the game. I was, you know, when I was retiring, people, you know, other guys, the players that had played, 
always said, if you get a chance to stay in the game, stay in the game. And I really, really wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I'm very excited, very happy it all worked out for me and uh, looking forward to continuing. Yeah, well, it's great. It's been great to have you here, and we look forward to continuing that uh, here in the future as well. Uh, we, we had J.P. Cote on uh, weeks ago on the show, and, and obviously he played here with the Crunch. We talked about that, but we also talked about his new role as uh, Director of Player Development uh, from that side of things and talking about his day-to-day stuff and, and you know what his days are like. Uh, and Obviously, he travels all over the place and sees everyone. I'm sure no day is the same for you in your position, whether you're here in Syracuse, in Tampa, at home, whatever, but what's kind of, you know, what what are you looking at at a, at a typical day and trying to, you're grimacing as, as if it's going to be impossible to describe it. It very well might be because every day is different, but, you know, what what are you looking at each and every day as you're trying to, to focus on what's going on in Tampa, what's going on here in Syracuse, and, and across the board? Well, over the years, it's my role has changed quite a bit. Like when I was doing JP's, the, the director of player development, and, you know, you get up every morning, you're checking on all the prospects, you're, you have your schedule, you go around, you see, you watch the prospects, you go on the ice with them. Now it's more, you know, basically, no matter where I'm at, you get up in the morning, you make sure the crunch are okay, you talk to Ben, you know, talk to the assistant coaches, Brad Chavis, uh, the, the, the equipment guys, you know, you, you, you check in, make sure that, that everything's going well there. You get that team set up and injuries and call-ups and guys getting sent down and sicknesses and, and, and everything. So that's mostly, you know, the, the first and foremost is taking care of that. And then, you know, I, I go spend some time in Tampa, watch watch games there with Julian and Matthew Darch and and then, uh, you know, talk a lot with, with Jamie Pusher, who's our um, our director of pro scouting, just about, you know, next year's players and free agents and, and college players. And and then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go around and watch a lot of our prospects to make sure, you know, see, see what they're like, because we have to decide after we draft a CHL player after two years if we want to, you know, offer them an entry-level contract. And the uh, NCAA college players are a little bit different, because the rules vary of mm-hmm if they go directly to school after we draft or if they go back to junior for a year. So you have to figure all those, all those <laughs> details out and then just, you know, with the vet rule and planning a team for, for this year and next year. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I love the job because you get to watch a lot of hockey. You're, yeah. you're talking hockey all day. My wife always, even when I am home, I'm on the phone a lot and making, making sure that things are going and, and, uh, and then obviously doing reports. And I try and watch as many games as I can, you know, not all, not always, even just if it's Syracuse or Tampa, it's it's nice to watch other teams, NHL teams, and I'm finding uh, what's what's really valuable for me learning is is watching other teams, American Hockey League teams, just to see, you know, where their prospects are, where, you know, with the players I watched in junior, what they look like now, what, how they're playing, and, and that's to me that's how you learn a lot is is just watching the game, going in with an open mind to watch the game, whether it's our games or or other organizations and then just uh learning from there so for me i basically i I get to do a lot of everything i guess is you know nhl hockey ahl hockey junior hockey ncaa hockey so it's uh it's a lot of fun and and, uh get paid to watch hockey and and uh yeah it's great i love it i was gonna say you gotta love hockey if you're if you're watching all that you gotta love it and you you certainly do what do you what's the most enjoyable part maybe it is just watching the games but is it is it building those relationships whether it's players or other executives across the league what do you enjoy the most about uh your role with the crunch and with the lightning well i I, for me honestly just uh, i guess when our young players come in and then you you watch them you know we take pride in developing and 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 uh and we've done a really good job. We think we've done a really good job of, of, of doing that. And, you know, when a player comes in and, and he's, 
you know, comes in, gets drafted, goes to junior or college, comes into Syracuse, and you just see the progression, and then he's off to the NHL, and and they never come back. That's that's probably you know the most satisfying thing um, for for me, just because I know I was a, that player one day. I went started on an AHL contract, graduated to an NHL contract. Three years later, I was in the NHL, and I got to play pro for 17 years. So it's it's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of work that goes into it, and then but ultimately, you know, it's just you do all the travel you do all this organizing is when when the, when you watch the games i love i love when the puck drops and you're, you that's kind of your time where you, you shut everything else out and you focus on on the game and you turn the phone off and and it's you know focusing on whether you're watching tampa or syracuse or or scouting in just a random game so that's uh you know after all the long flights and the drives and the snowstorms and sleeping in hotels that's uh, that's the fun part of the, the the job for me is to watch the game yeah i'm curious i mean obviously when you're here you're in the booth right next to me of course when you're watching a game you know how what's the emotion like for you is it just a strictly analytical approach do you i mean i know you're invested in it of course so i'm sure there are moments where you're like ah, come on like what's it like when you're watching a game in person here for the crunch seeing what's going on on the ice well you i mean i don't i i try and stay pretty pretty level with it because yeah. i play it it's, it's it's easy to sit up there and get all fired up about when a guy misses or the ref misses a call or yeah. he does this or this player does that but it's a, at the end of the day it's a, it's a very tough game to play a lot goes into it I mean, it looks easy from sitting up top because you got all this time and you see plays that, that players maybe don't see. But when you're down on the ice and it's happening fast and there's everybody running around trying to chase the chase the puck and there's, you know, physical contact and it's an emotional game and then there's pressure and, and then there's ice conditions. And it's a so I try and just keep, uh, you know, I try to be a positive guy and try and stay positive and And, uh, you know, you can't really have much of it. Once the puck drops, you don't have much of an input on the outcome of the game. You're just out there and evaluating. you got to be honest. you got to evaluate every player, every game. You know, that's uh, the performance that they have on the ice is the performance you have to report on. And, and, uh, but yeah, I try to just, uh, you know, you're, you're, of course, you're, you're invested in it and you want to, I want to see them all do really well and I want us to win. But, you know, the, uh, the effort and the, and the commitment is, is probably the biggest thing. Stacey Rooster, guest here on Crunch Chronicles. You said it, you were a player, of course. How do you think that helps you? Uh, you know, a lot of GMs and, and executives are former players, but not everyone, of course. So how do you think that, though, uh, helps you? I guess relate to the players having gone through what they're going through here in Syracuse at one point in your career. Well, yeah, I think that helps. You know, I I, I believe it helps a lot because I and I one one of the biggest things I've, I think I I've learned is just communication because I was that player starting on a on an AHL two way contract and then I worked my way up. And it was just key, you know, you, you are where you are as a player, but you're being, you know where you're at, you know whether your role that you're expected, you, you know, you don't play for three, four, five games in a row if you're a scratch, whether it's in the NHL, AHL. Um, as long as you're, you, you kind of know where you're at and, and you know what's going on, you feel included. I think that's a big thing for me is, is you know, because I, and then I went to the NHL, played on the, th- on, in Detroit, fourth line, went to Minnesota, had some more success, played a little bit more up the lineup. So you kind of got a little bit of taste of everything and then went over to Europe where, you know, there was a lot of pressure over there as an import, one of only three or four, depending on the year over there. That was a lot of pressure to your, your <laughs> you had to produce and you had to perform, you know, quite a bit over there. So I think just the, uh, because of my career, the way it's played out, played in kind of all different roles on on, on different teams, it's uh, 
is, you know, it helped me. I, I think it helps me with what I'm doing today. What was your experience like in Europe? I love talking to guys about their, their time there, and everyone seems to love it, and, and you know, the, the, ex, the atmospheres, the, all of that. What was, what was it like for you? Well, it was great. I mean, we went over there uh, because of what, the, the lockout was coming up um, in 04, and then we, you know, signed in, in Switzerland, Rappersville, Switzerland, and uh, we fell in love with it. We, both my kids were born over there. Um, you know, we, we, I played nine years in the same city, which very common. Usually you bound a little bit. We always had opportunity of cities and change. But, uh, you know, we placed there, still keep in touch with a bunch of, you know, players and just friends, friends that are, you know, aren't in hockey over there. And, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, we, we were actually, we were planning on going back there a couple of years ago and then COVID. So we're, we're, we're going to go back there and, and visit. And, uh, yeah, it, it was great. It was a totally different game, totally different, different atmosphere. The fans are, you know, the fans here are great too, but it's just a different, uh, it's one home game a week and it's, it's, yeah, the people really get riled up for it. And there's, you know, you have your, your, uh, you're chanting all game and you're yeah it's it's quite a different scene over there and i always say to people if you get a chance to go with it's like a soccer game right inside a stadium with uh with ice there so it's uh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun yeah. we enjoyed it uh, that's it's the trend i always hear is that it's a great experience and if you have a chance to get over there and play or or do whatever you got to take it at some point take that opportunity you talked about the fans here in syracuse though and and the development model for the lightning and and syracuse has been a big part of that and in terms of the atmosphere the just everything that that players have here what what has it been like for you to uh to get a chance to know the city the fans here in syracuse during your time with this organization and and uh, what you know this whole experience in syracuse means to a player as they go on their development path well i think i think you know obviously the last couple of years have been a little bit difficult yes. with the with the with the fans and we, of course we weren't allowed in and yeah. then there was some limitations and but i think it's been huge i think uh you know uh, I think the Lightning have done a good job, and Howard's done a good job setting up the building for us. I mean, it's it's an older rink, but we've got it set up that where everything that we need as 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 staff or, or coaches, and now as players, everything's in the building. The fans, you can tell the passion of their of their games. You know, now that we're allowed back in the rink, they they come, they they know the game, their good knowledge of the game around town. You can tell people are passionate about their crunch, and, and I think for for a player, young player, you you realize, you know, like you said earlier about playing games that are in pressure situations even to get into the playoffs and you see the passion of the fans and the organization it's uh you know it's huge for 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 a young player and yeah. you know when you go to organizations or places where you know hockey isn't a big as, as big of a deal for them when they're you know getting paid as a professional athlete i think it's 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 a little bit uh you know, a little bit harder to perform and I think you know Saturday night or a Friday night when you're when you're here in the rinks uh, you know hopefully you know we start filling it up here again like we, we, we were in the past and I think it's uh, it you know makes you it's a little more NHL like when there's a little more pressure and there's more you know exciting fans and and it's uh, you know it's it's NHL hockey in an AHL building, but it's. I just love the passion of uh, you know of the fans and, and and walking around the city. The whole city supports the team, and uh, you know we're very thankful. Yeah, and, and we've seen that in the past too with some of the big events like uh, the Frozen Dome Classic, the Toyota Frozen Dome Classic. I know I, I know that's in conversation again. Howard has talked about it here, you know, openly about the fact that there might be another one of those in the works at some point down the line. What do what do marquee events like that do for a player? I mean, we had Rob Zettler on, and and I know you know Andre. 
Greg Vasilevsky said that was the game that really turned his season and potentially his career around that year when he played that game, had that start against Utica in the Dome. What can a big game like that do for a player as well? Well, yeah, you, 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 I think leading up to it, I'm not sure you know how much goes into it. And then I remember I was behind the bench in that game, and it was it was crazy. Just the once you got there, you know, the day before we had to skate, and then you, you know, okay, you get a little excited, and all of a sudden you go out and you walk out of the dressing room area and you see all these people, and you're just, it's just crazy. And I remember they got a goal early on us in, in that game, and then we played really well. It was an gr- awesome game, of course. It was, we, we won the game, so we're a little more excited. But <laughs> the, uh, no, I, that's another situation there where, where you put, you know, great job by Howard and Jim and, and Vance and the staff of getting that game organized and putting it on, and, and all the, you know, everybody showed up and big support, and uh, it was a great, great, uh, you know, great turnout, and I think you know another high-pressure situation, and and uh, you know, in a huge game for 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 our organization, and and uh, you know, I, I also felt too that that was a turning point of of a lot of our players because it was a uh, you know, once once you get out there and the puck drops, you're. You're, you realize how many people are out there watching you, and it was awesome. It was just a great, great atmosphere. Yeah, that's one of the one regrets I have is I was not here for that one. I missed it by a year. I was up at school, then back down, and just uh, missed it by a year or two. We got to have to do it again yeah. so you can, you can <laughs> take part. Exactly. Uh, Stacy Rooster, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. Uh, you mentioned you know Howard and Vance and Jim and and uh, just the collaboration between the two organizations, Syracuse and Tampa Bay. I mean, obviously the Crunch are independently owned, one of the few in the AHL, but it's such a great working relationship and you are obviously so involved in that as well uh, these days. What has that relationship meant for, from your perspective for the Lightning and obviously from the Crunch's perspective as well and, and just the hard work that you see those guys and, and Jim who's here all the time as you know, just the, the effort that they put in to make sure that the, the players here and, and everyone is treated uh, like first class. Well, it, the first thing you know when you come in and I, we've heard this from a lot of the players is we, you know, at the end of every year we try to get input and, and how we can make things better but I think the first thing you, you you hear is just the passion the passion of the staff and the front office when when the players come in you you, you can see that you know someone picks them up at the airport you know everything's you know, go to the hotel it's all organized the, the flights organized the, the the ride from the airport you know the meals and everything's everything's taken care of and I think that's you know sometimes you take that for granted but when you come in here and you you have an organization like this that, that's organized and has that much passion in, in making the players happy, and then which also ultimately leads to your performance on the ice. If you're a happy athlete, you can perform better on the ice, and I think you know that's what the Cruncher are have done since we've been with them, and I'm sure they did that before before the Lightning were involved, and I think that's why it works so you know so well. And also, just everybody has their lane. You know, the Lightning have this is what we're this is what we do. This is what we're, we're responsible for. The Crunch they they organize everything that the Cruncher are, are are involved with, and and I think that's just been been the uh, you know everybody's happy with what they're doing and what they have to offer to the organization and it works well this might be an impossible question question to answer but is you know in your time having been involved with the crunch and with the lighting of course is there kind of a moment that sticks out to you uh, from a from the crunch perspective of whether it was maybe with the finals run or or anything is there something that sticks out to you as just a you know a moment that you'll remember w- uh, from the crunch so far over the course of your time here I, 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 well I think one of the big ones was was during the finals, we were playing Grand Rapids. I believe it was the second year, and we, you know, we of course we we don't have many flights. Yeah. And uh, and I remember Howard and the Lightning got together and they they organized a charter, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, because we just bust out, uh, bust out to Grand Rapids, and it's a it's a long haul out there, <laughs> and we we had a quick game and then a day off and then a game. 
and we, we, you know, we chartered that one out there. And I know the guys were, were ultimately that the, the series didn't go our way in the end. But I think it was just a huge commitment to show how, how passionate and how, how much they wanted to win. To do something like that for the organization was, was fantastic. But I just think the whenever, whenever you need something, whenever there's, you know, something to be done, it's, it's, it, it's, you can ask anybody in the office or something's, someone's always there. Or, or like I talk to Jim Cerosi a lot and everything's, what do you, everything's good. What do we need? Um, most of the time we're, we're, we're all set and we're all on the same page, but I think just the, uh, you know, taking pride in, uh, you know, just making sure that we're all, everybody's on the same page and everybody's happy. We'll wrap with this because we've already uh, pretty much held you for as long as we said we would hold you. We want to let you run here. But we, uh, as we kind of cycle back to where we are now and, and with the crunch and heading down the stretch, we won't dive into all the, the players necessarily. But what's something we should look for over the last uh, month or so of the season as we uh, watch this team try to make a push for the playoffs? What, do you, what, do we, what should we keep an eye on down the stretch? Well, I mean, obviously, you're going to be seeing a lot of us because the schedule is pretty, pretty, pretty tightly packed. But I think, I think just the, you know, I think our team's set up now. We have a good veteran mix with some good young players. Um, you know, goaltending's playing well. I just think that that if you watch our team play, just the commitment to to, to hard work and compete, and the, you know, just playing the game the right way. I think the coaching staff's done a great job with, you know, preaching that for the last. You know, however many years, and and you can always see. You know, I, I, I always feel with our teams, we get stronger as the season goes on, and I think we're heading there. You know, right now, obviously, we have a really tough division, but I believe that uh, you know we're going to have a good finish here. We have a good, strong, strong group. You know, and uh, and I think uh, we're setting ourselves up for a good, good final stretch, and hopefully, we can. You know, win some games, get in the playoffs, and make some noise. Yeah, it's a very exciting time here as we approach April. This is Syracuse Crunch General Manager Stacy Roos. Stacy, thanks so much for doing this today. We appreciate it. And uh, I know we'll be chatting again down the stretch, but thanks for joining us here on Crunch Chronicles today. And uh, we wish you and the Lightning luck the rest of the way. All right. Thanks for having me. Well, there he is, Stacy Roos, Syracuse Crunch General Manager, and our guest here on episode 30 of Crunch Chronicles. We thank Stacy for his time, as always. He's always very generous with his time, uh, not only here on Crunch Chronicles on this week's episode, but throughout the course of a regular season, we talk with him uh, very frequently, and especially on the course of broadcast. You catch him in intermissions and whatnot. So we always appreciate Stacy and his uh, thoughtfulness and his conversations about the current Crunch team that of course here today on crunch chronicles about kind of his story and how he has ended up with the crunch and with the lightning organization and what it has all meant to him uh to to be a part of this organization winning a couple of cups over the last few years and and obviously hoping to uh, continue that not only in tampa bay but here in syracuse as well and he's got a very good team on the ice at the moment as the crunch make their push for the 2022 calder cup playoffs but thanks to stacy for joining us here this week. If you've come across Stacy while you've uh, come to a crunch game or whatever, I'm sure you've had a nice, pleasant conversation with him. He's as good as they come. Just a great guy to get to know and to get to have conversations with. If you have any stories about Stacy or with Stacy during his time here with the Crunch, or maybe it was before that as well, we'd love to hear those. You can email me, lfavali at syracusecrunch.com, or you can tweet at Lucas Favali, and we'd love to hear those uh, great stories that people have been sharing over the course of now 30 episodes of Crunch Chronicles. Thanks again to Stacy for joining us here this week. That'll do it for us here on this show. We'll be back next week, though, with another great episode of Crunch Chronicles.